Hey friends, and welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. We are on the last episode for the month of August, and we are finishing up Owen on the Christian Life. And this episode, in this episode, we are talking about the mortification of sin. John Owen wrote pretty extensively on the topic of sin, indwelling sin in believers, and killing sin, how, how, how Christians should be proactive in killing sin. And this is something that is, this is a, a theology taught to us in the scriptures, right? We see this in, in Romans chapter 8, that by the Spirit we are to put to death the deeds of the body, which it is from that passage where we get the word mortification. It just means put to death. We are called to work out our salvation with fear and trembling for his God who works in us both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So certainly there is a a human side toward to killing sin. It is not just the spirit's responsibility, but it is our responsibility. And you may have come across uh, Christians who might differ, honestly, on on this subject. And uh, certainly, uh, so there is the extreme, uh, the sort of what's known as the the Keswick kind of theology, where uh, where one can res- can I think it's Keswick. Don't quote me on that, but there's the opposite. This is this the extreme where one can achieve a perfection. Uh, so uh, it's not Keswick, actually. So John Wesley, so some of you are familiar with John Wesley. He is uh, he's an advocate for this. He, he teaches, he has taught before that uh, a Christian can receive, can achieve this level of perfection where he no longer sins, right? We don't believe that. I don't think the scriptures teach that at all. Now, uh, there are some Christians, however, who believe that 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 a, a that a a Christian, a truly born again, regenerate Christian, cannot ever be in a season where they are continually giving in to sin or finding themselves defeated by sin. That that is an impossibility. And I am not totally convinced by that. And uh, so some would disagree with Owen and his and how he understands human nature, how he understands sin, how he understands what it means to be born again. And they, John Owen reads a passage like Romans 7, if you're familiar with Romans 7. He reads a passage like that as a believer who is struggling against sin, while some believe that Romans 7 is talking about Paul before he was converted, that he was a slave to sin, that he was always giving in to sin. And I honestly am not convinced by that view, And but I, I have, I know people who believe differently. I know of professors who have believed that that Romans 7 is talking about a pre-conversion Paul, but that have also switched to a different view. And so I think at the end of the day, we need to have humility and be able to be open 
to different views and even having our views changed. But for now, I believe that Romans 7 is talking about a believer and not a, a Paul being a believer and not Paul being an unbeliever. And that is how John Owen views that, how he interprets Romans chapter 7. And by the way, many Puritans, not that the Puritans are right about everything, but the Puritans, most Puritans believe that Romans 7 is talking about a, a, a Christian Paul and not a under the law, Israelite, unconverted Paul. Anyways, so all that to say is that when John Owen talks about sin, indwelling sin in believers, he has a category for for believers who uh, have a who might have a a struggle with a particular sin. They find themselves defeated by a specific kind, a particular kind of sin, and. I want to, maybe I can, I don't know if I can get through all of them, but he has nine directions in the fight against sin. And I hope that this will be informative, that this will be helpful to you, regardless of whether or not you have a particular sin, <clears throat> excuse me, that you struggle with. <clears throat> I'm recording this pretty early in the morning, by the way, so I, my voice isn't up to par yet anyway. So the first direction in fighting sin is that the believer should consider whether or not the sin he or she is seeking to kill displays especially dangerous symptoms. So in fighting against sin, you must first consider other a symptom of a bigger issue in the heart. So if there is a frequency of success in sin's seduction in your life, then it is an in, it is indicative of spiritual ill health. So consider the fact consider that perhaps the reason why you continue to give it to a particular sin is because there's a deeper issue going on in the heart. And so you don't want to address just the symptoms. You want to address the core issue. So that is number one. Second, Owen recommends that the believer get a clear and abiding sense upon the mind of the guilt, danger, and evil of the particular sin being fought. So, in other words, he would say, and I don't think he just says this because he could, he continues. So, uh, actually, I'll 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 quote him. I'll not quote him, but I'll tell you what he says with regards to this second direction. So, in thinking about the danger and the evil of the sin that you are struggling with. Uh, think about Christ being wounded afresh when you harbor sin that he actually came to destroy. Think about that. As you think about the sin that you're struggling with, uh, think about his tender and loving spirit and how he is grieved and deeply wounded by our sin. And think about how... Uh, he says, and such harboring of spirit-devouring lust will cause God to take away a man's usefulness in his generation. So in other words, it makes you less useful if you are continually defeated by this particular sin, whatever it is. So these are some of the things that he recommends you get a clear and abiding sense of think about these things, the gravity of these sins and what they lead to. And I would also, and I think Owen would also say this as well, is to perhaps take this sin to its logical conclusion. If you were to just to tease this sin out, 
think about what it could ultimately lead to have a sort of a, a healthy fear of what this sin could lead to could it lead to ultimately uh, adultery could it ultimately lead to uh, to, to cheating could it ultimately lead to murder could it ultimately lead to the the separation of uh, of, uh, of friends and family could it bring hostility into your relationships could it lead to the loss of your job if you continue to harbor this sin and not get it under control third owen emphasizes that believers should reflect on the punishment that sins deserve Right. Think about the sin that you are struggling with and think about how deserving of the wrath of God that sin is. Fourth, being thus affected with the gravity of one's sin, Owen then encourages the believer to get a constant longing, breathing after deliverance from the power of it. Long for a deliverance from the sin. Long for a victory from this sin. Don't get used to it. Don't get accustomed to it. Don't coddle it. Don't uh, don't try to tame it. Trying to tame it and cuddle with it is like trying to cuddle and tame a, a wild grizzly bear or lion. Fifth, the believer should consider whether or not there is a natural or temperamental proneness to the sin with which he or she is troubled. So, do you have like this this proneness to continue in this sin? And if so, he says that you must accompany this by fasting. You must pray and fast. And prayer is absolutely instrumental in the fighting against sin. You must pray constantly. You must pray fervently. And you should fast. Owen's sixth direction is to be on guard. So in other words, be aware of situations that might put you in a difficult position or be aware of those situations or those places where you know you would likely be tempted to sin. Now, sometimes we cannot escape. Uh, we cannot escape it. We cannot sort of, uh, sometimes we can't avoid particular places if a particular place sort of awakens or arouses this temptation in you. But as much as you can, avoid it. Be aware. Run away. Go in the other direction. Put things in place to keep you from being tempted. And seventh, if you fall into this temptation, he says, rise mightily against the first actings of the sin. So try to get control of it. Immediately when it is in your mind, and this is why I emphasize the memorizing of the promises of God. Think about a promise that might speak to the particular sin you're struggling with and use that to fight against those, those first temptations that come upon your heart and in your mind. Eighth, Christians should meditate regularly on the inconceivable greatness of God. This goes back to meditating on the person of Christ. Meditate on Christ. Meditate on God, on who he is, what he has done, what makes him so glorious. And he is convinced that this is essential in fighting sin. And finally, Owen urges believers to be careful about speaking peace to their souls before God does. So we have a so he is he wants us to be cautious 
about speaking peace uh, and thinking that everything is fine, all is well, all is good, sin has been dwelt with, I'm doing great. And maybe you have only treated the symptoms and not have treated the, the, the cancer. And so don't speak peace to your soul until the cancer is actually dealt with. Don't be so hasty to speak to your own soul before God does. And so these are Owen's nine directions for fighting sin. Next week, we will begin a new, a new book for the month of September. And this is going to be How Christianity Transformed the World by Sharon James. So let me read you the, the, the summary. It says, oh, the synopsis, many people today would say that Christianity has done more harm than good to our world. Sharon James argues, however, in seeking to love their neighbor and reflects God's moral character, the followers of Jesus have had a largely positive impact on our society. James takes a number of areas, education, healthcare, justice, human dignity, and traces the ways in which these benefits have spread the gospel. Some of the chapter headings are religious liberty, justice, protecting life, philanthropy, healthcare, education. So I'm really looking forward to working through this book for the month of September. So I will, I hope that you will return for those episodes and may God bless you and I'll catch you next time.